Daf Lamed Zayin Amen Aleph and Bavakama, three lines from the bottom. Tanarabanan, the Rabbanan said, Roshar Nagach, the Shar saw another Shar, didn't do damage. Shorloina, I'm sorry, did damage. Shorloina, and so another shard didn't do damage. Then a third shard, Shornagach, did damage. Shorloinagach, fourth shard didn't do damage. Shornagach, fifth shard did damage. Shorloinagach, sixth shard didn't do damage. Nase muid lisirugin lishivarim. Yes. It becomes a muin for every other shar. So if you look at Rashi right away, Lusirugim, Rashi is also three lines from the bottom. Lusirugim im yigach ritzufim. Afterwards, if it, if it if it's a nogeach ritzufim, any moshalim el chatzinezek al acharon. He only plays chatzinezek on the last one. So now, if he's nogeach ritzufim, it doesn't count. It's not. Uh, it's not considered a mood for that. Okay, that's the first din. Let's see what the second din is. Tanarabanim, two lines from the bottom, forwards from the end of the line. Tanarabanim, Roshar Nagach. It saw a shar and it damaged it and cored it. Chamar lo Nagach. It saw a chamar and uh, and didn't damage. Sus Nagach, a horse, it damaged. Gamal, a camel, Lonagach, Pered, which is a a, um, a mule, Nagach, damaged. Arod, Arod is, Rashi says in the bottom, Chamor Abar, a wild donkey. There aren't any such things as wild donkeys anymore, they're extinct. But uh, in the time of Chazal, there was such a thing as an Arod. Arod, Lonagach, and Arod is, uh, is not Nagach. Nase, Muid, it becomes a mood for every other animal, for all sorts of animals, because it saw three different types of animals and was no gear, these different types of animals. So not only does it become a mood, it becomes a mood for all different types of animals. Fascinating. Okay. Now, let's see a little further. Now, two words from the end of the Ahmed. Three words in the Amri. Bailahu. I want to ask a question, a fascinating question. Nagach. Shor, shor, shor. It was Nagach, three shovarim, one right after the other. And then it was Nagach, a chamor and a gamel. A donkey and a camel, for example. Okay? Mahu. What is the lacha? Hai shor basra, the third shor that it was Nagach. What? Sorry? Hi, Shar. Sorry. Hi, Shar Basra, the last Shar. Basra Shwarm Shadina Le, do we um, throw it, like, do we put it in the category of three Shavarim? Vakanti Lashwarm Udiyayim. This animal is now a muid for Shwarm because it, it, uh, it damaged three Shwarm in a row. Or maybe not. But for other species of animals, not. Uh, it's low yai. It's not considered a mood. Odilma, Haishar, Basra, the last time it damaged the charm, Basra, Chamor, Vigamal, Shadinale. We included with the beginning of the next set, and we considered a Shar Chamar and a Gamal. The Yai Le Lakula Mini, and 
it is now considered a muad for all different types. So you get it? It's a really interesting question. It's, it, it damages shar, 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 then a chamar and a gummel. The last shar does it go after the first two. And now I say that it is a muad only for shavarim. Or do I say that it is it goes together with the last two animals that have damaged a chamar and a gummel, and now it is a muad for all three, for all types of animals. All types of animals, it's a muad. So this is the Gemara's first question. And the Gemara says, another case. What happens the other way around? Chamar v'gamal, first the damage of chamar, and then a gamal, and then shor shor shor, then it damaged three shorim uh, in a row. Now, mahu, what's the lacha? Before we go and, and see the two ibayas, take a look at Rashi. Chamar v'gamal, shor 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 mahu. Im tim salama, if you're going to say, when it begins, when it begins with Shvarim Shadinan, Lashar Basra Basar Mino, since it began with two Shvarim, we assume that the first Shar, the last Shar, goes after the first two Shvarim that are damaged. Hachamai. Here is the other way around. The Shar didn't begin with Shvarim; it began with Chamar and Gamal. What about the middle Shar over here? A much more profound question. That's the next. It's going to be counted in both directions for both purposes because I would have thought three fours. Okay, that's muad for sure, muad for sure. And then, then it was a, a chamor and a gamol, and then add that, add that to the category of sure, the three different species of animals. Those two species adds on to the previous. Three, even, because the three is a category. Now you have Gamal and Chamor, that's two more categories. So I've fulfilled the three categories, um, which, means all, which means all animals, correct? Yeah, but if the, but you can't have it both ways. If you're going to mm -hmm. say that it's considered to be a Muad for Shivarim, then all it did was, Minogeach, a Chamor, and a gummel, and didn't wasn't a geach all different types of animals, so that's not going to work. So um, I, I hear you. It just uh, I don't I don't really understand. Well, let's assume it's a muad only for shvarim. That's it. Now it sees um, it sees uh, a chamar and it does damage, and then it says the. Uh, and sees a, a, a gummel that does damage. Okay, so that's only so, two. Well, that's only two. Okay. Only two types of animals. So if it's if it if it doesn't if it sees shvarim and then it doesn't damage and it just sees a chamar and damages and then it sees a gummel and it damages. So the uh, the, um, the, the, the it's not a muad for all three. I I hear, but I kind of like my question. I okay. Hear. Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it as a question then. Now, this is the Gemara's second question. Let's see what the Gemara says. Mahu, high shor kama. The first shor, basa chamar v'gamol v'chadinale. As I go after the chamar and gamol, the first two, and now it is v'yadlei l'kulimili. Now it's a mood for all three things. Adilma, basa shivarim v'chadinale. As I go after the last three shivarim, v'kanti l'shvarim v'diayin l'armina chrina lo iayin. For other minim, it is not a muet. So that's what the Gemara says. 
Now, that's two questions. Then the Mara has another question. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. It is, it's a muin for Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. It saw animals during the week and it didn't damage it, but it didn't damage them at all. It damaged the animals on Shabbos. So for three Shabbos in a row, Barashas, Noyach, Lech Lecha, it damaged. Now, then, even though it's Oshwaram during the week, didn't, didn't do anything, just Shabbos. Guys, okay, so we explained that an animal could be a muin only for Shabbos. Now, then it damaged Echab Shabbos, which ain't even Shabbos. Then it damaged on Sunday and it damaged on Monday. Mao, what's the aloha? Shabbos, Basraisa, Basra Shabbos, with the Shadin. And later we say that Shabbos Lechlecha goes after Shabbos, Barashas and Noach. It's a moon only for Shabbos, but it hasn't yet established the concept of Muadas for uh, during the week. Um, it's now considered to be a set Shabbos, Sunday, Monday. And it's a moon for all three days, for all the days of the week. Now, what will be the other way around? Um, but that's, that's a hard question to hear because how can you take it out of the pattern that it damaged three Shabbos in a row? How can, how can you take that third Shabbos and take it away from a pattern that was established, a chazaka was established three Shabbos in a row? How can you like stop, take the third one and put it with, with Sunday and Monday? It seems like... Okay, so let's, let, you know what? Um, I, I should have been more, more, um, more forceful with answering your original question, and because otherwise you're going to keep asking the same question. Let's take a look at Taisus on top. Shor, Shor, Chamar, Vagamul. Three times Shor, and then a Chamar and a Gamul. Okay, uh, my mistake. I should have. We should have seen this. Kagong. Should Bein Shvarim be shown in between the two Shvarim? Rab Beimus It saw other types of animals, Chamars, Gamuls, all sorts of animals. Okay, and didn't do any damage. So there, since it, 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 if an animal were, were only to be an animal for Shavarim, right, it sees all sorts of animals, doesn't do anything. Just we had this beforehand. Last time we learned for its own min, it, 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 it gets threatened and it damages, but for other minim, it doesn't threaten and doesn't get damaged. Now, suddenly, after the third time it sees a shar, it suddenly goes after a gummel and a chamar and a gummel. So there I have the right to say that perhaps it's now moving away from its exclusive uh, position to attack only fellow Shavarim. And now it's going to be an animal that's going to attack everything. If this animal would have lechatchila on Sunday attacked the shar, on Monday a chamar, on Tuesday an attacked the gummel, we wouldn't have had any questions. We would have said this is an animal that attacks all animals, right? But beforehand, we had established already a chazaka that attacks only shvarim and not other animals because it saw chamar and gamal and other types of animals and it didn't attack. So it's a chamar exclusive kind of an animal. Now it sees chamar and gamal and starts to attack. Things have changed. It's now become a different type of animal, an animal that goes after all things. The same thing here with Shabbos. An animal sees during the week other animals. It doesn't do any damage to the other animals. It's an exclusive, exclusively a predator on Shabbos. Suddenly, after the third time Shabbos, it goes Sunday and Monday, it damages too. Last week it was Sunday and Monday, it was calm. 
This week, Sunday, Monday, no good as far as the damage. That's the question. Are we, are we, is it, is, has the animal by only damaging on Shabbos and not during the rest of the week exclusively uh, shown the ex- ex- exclusivity for Shabbos? And the way it would be, it would be removed from its chazanka would be if it passed by three Shabbases. Like Vayera Chayesara told us, saw animals, didn't damage. We say, okay, it's gotten back to its senses. It's gotten back to its normal character. But now that it damaged on Sunday and Monday, maybe it's beginning a whole new set of, uh, of uh, a whole new system is damaging everything. That's the Gemara's question. Okay? Saw other animals during the week and did not damage. That's the question. Now suddenly it does. That, I think, is a very valid question, Judd. Yes, that answered my Good. Okay. Now, um, my fault, I was lazy. Now, let's see further. What happens? Uh, so the Mara says, uh, It goes after the uh, Sunday and Monday. Okay, that's the Mara's first question. Let's see the next question. The animal damaged Heba Shabbos, Thursday, Erev Shabbos, Friday, Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. And then, Bereshit Shmos, Lech Lecha. Mahu, Hai Shabbos, Kamai said this first Shabbos that damages Basar Heba Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Shadina Le. It goes after um, the first shot, it goes after uh, Thursday and Friday. Now it's a moon for all days. Doesn't make a distinction. A Dilma, Ha, Shabbos, Kamai the first Shabbos goes after the next two Shabbos is considered to be a muid for Shabbos and Gemara remains with a teku teku as we've explained previously means like tiko tik means a box tiko put this question put this problem in a box and leave it for later because we don't have an answer maybe somebody else would come in the future and be able to derive a proof and give us an answer. Homiletically, they explain Teiku as Tishbi, the tough stands for Tishbi, which refers to Eliyahu Navi. Yitaretz will answer. Kushios, questions. The Abayos, and strong um, queries. So, Teiku. Tishbi, meaning when Eliyahu Navi comes, we'll propose the question to him. He'll have known it already because he learns Gemara himself. He'll give us an answer. Leo will answer the emas. Now, since it's a tekum, so obviously you have to prove it. So if such a case like this would actually occur, then the owner would the owner, the victim, would only be getting chatsi nezek, would not be getting nezek shalim. Because prove to me, I would be able to say that the the Gemara's answer, the Gemara says that my animal's a muad, whatever the, whatever the case is. And then I'll pay you Nazik Shalom. As long as you can't prove that, then the din of a Motsi Mechavero, Olivaraya applies. Okay? Now the Gemara goes on to another situation. Okay? You with me? Right smack in the middle of the Gemara. Okay? <laughs> Is nine lines before the Mishnah. Nagach Shar Yom Tesva B'Chodesh. 
let's say it damages on the 15th day of, of Eeyore, okay? And v'yom tezayin l'chodesh deh, and the 15th day of Sivan, v'yom yud zayin l'chodesh deh, the 15th, I'm sorry, the 17th day of Tama. So the 15th of Eeyore, the, the 16th of Sivan, and the 17th of Tamas. Plukta the Rav Ushmuel. This is an argument a discussion between Rav and Shmuel concerning an Isha being Koveya of Essas. We know that a woman who has her period is can be Koveya of Essas. There's a Vesas Kavua and there's a Vesas Sheigna Kavua. Vesas Kavua means that the, the understanding she is set up to begin her cycle on this particular day. So, for example, if she were to see um, Rosh Chodesh, Eeyore, Rosh Chodesh Sivan, Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, then she develops a Vesas for the first day of the month, well, let's say the fifth day of, of, of Eeyore, fifth day of Sivan, fifth day of Tammuz, then she would develop a vest only to see for those days. Now, he doesn't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about any, about any other thing. It means that when it comes to the fifth day, then we can assume that she's going to have her Vesas, and they don't have to be porished, don't have to separate any other days. But, um, and, and there can be, just like Sharmuin, there can be Vesas Ladilugim, Lassirugim, there can be all different types of configurations as far as a Vesas is concerned. And there could also be what's called a Vesas Laflogam, which means every 28 days she sees she has a vest. So every 28 days. So the difference between the first case, which is Vesa Chodesh, and the second case, which is Vesla Flaga, is the first case, Vesta Chodesh, is, uh, occurs with three Rios. She sees the fifth of, 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 of Nisan, Sivan, and Tammuz, Nisan, Sivan, and Ir, I'm sorry, um, or whatever the case is, Ir, Sivan, Tammuz, that was our case. Then she, on the fifth day, she's Kaveya of Esses three times. However, if she makes a vessel la flogus, then for separation, she has to be covey vest in, in four times. Because the first time, look, one time, skip 28 days, second Rhea, skip 28 days, third Rhea, skip 28 days, fourth Rhea. There are three 28-day intervals, but it takes four Rios to, um, to achieve that, okay? Having said that, let's talk about this case. The case is, Ashar did damage on the 15th of, of Eor, the 16th of Sivan, the 17th of Tamas. That has to do with an argument between Rav and Shmuel. The Itmar, Ross and Isha sees, Yom Tezva B'chodeshah, Yom Tezayin B'chodeshah, Yom Yudzayin B'chodeshah. This is an interesting case. So do we look at it like a Yom HaChodesh L'Sirugim, Right? Is this a Vesas HaChodesh for Sirugim, a day later? So you are Kaveya Ves, Rabba Makavasla Ves. Shmuel looks at it like a Vesas HaDilug, which means, you know, a 30-day Vesas, a 31-day Vesas, a 32-day Vesas. You need to have a 33-day Vesas in order to establish yourself as a Ves. So that is a Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. Okay, let's take a look at uh, Rashi. 
Kavala Vesnes, I'm sorry, nope, Rashi's before that. Rashi is a second line from the top of the Yaman. Rasa, Yom Tezbah B'chodeshev, Yom Tezayim, Kodeshev, Satshum Atchila. Before him, she had seen on other days, and now she's getting away from her previous vessels and she's establishing a new vessels. Kavala Vesnes Ladilag. She's now going to, going to Rav. She now has a Vesnes um, when she sees on the 17th day of Tammuz, Daya Shaita. Rashi tells us the Nafkamina is Daya Shaita. It's the beginning of Nida, which means that if a woman touched a hyrus before her Vesas Kavua, whenever she had a Vesas Kavua, she's allowed to touch the hyrus on any time. Uh, up until the Vesas Kavua, just on the day of the, on the Ona, on the time of anticipation of Vest, she's not allowed to touch the iris. But, um, okay, she touched the iris before that or afterwards, she's fine. So if she didn't see, she's fine because this is her Vesas Kavua. Now, so Rabbi, Dai, you, wait what, one second. What? John, let me just finish the Rashi. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if Isha did not have a Vesas Kavua and she touched and then she saw any time, according to um, it's Machlokas, Shama Hillel and the Rabbanan, but Me'es Le'es, um, 24 hours beforehand, then she is all the tariffs that she touched beforehand is considered to be Tamek. It's none. Call Isha, Isha Le'es Daya Shaita. Um, go ahead. Uh, Judge, you want to say something? Well, I just wanted to say I have thought that it's not a pattern unless the pattern was established three, you know, three times. Like the, the pattern, you know, seeing the 30th and the 31st and the 32nd. To me, that's just one pattern. You know, it's not three patterns be like one pattern you know and then I would want to see the next three months if she continues with that pattern the pattern is established after three times, three times. Well, according okay. to it's a in but this is the opinion we're going on right now that a pattern is established after three times so by Sharamuid and by Vesas it's a three time pattern so okay. so um, the question is how you look at this pattern. Do you look at it like a Vesas Lachodesh Ladilug, or do you look at it like a Vesas Aflog? If it's a Vesas Lachodesh Ladilug, she does not, she, uh, she forms a Vesas Kavua. If not, then she still has to wait a little bit until she forms a Vesas Kavua. Fascinating Machlokas, the Rav and Shmuel. Let's take a look at Rashi. Now, Vishmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Ancha Tishlus Ladilug, Ainu Vesas Kavua, Shatira, uh, on the on the 18th day. Okay. The first three is not Mimanyana. The love Badila Khazia. This is Rashi's is an interesting opinion in terms of uh, this uh Tosis learns a little differently than Rashi, but um, I don't want to get into the depth of Rashi, Mahokas Rashi and Tosis here, but um, the real commands of love me when you're the love of dealing chances. the gimel negichus nasimbo. In this case, also, Rav, if, if the animal had done the same thing, tes vav tezayin yitzayin, the animal is now a muid, 
for the following month on Yud Ches. Okay? Um, so already it's a little deal. Well, according to Rashi, you paid Nezik Shalom on the third time already. This is Rashi's Pirish. It's not um, Shmuel, Anshi Yigach, um, Revius, but Yud Ches, then it becomes a Muad. Chodesh Revius. The Kamais Labamiliano. Okay. Let's let's. I don't want to get into uh, too deeply into this Rashi, but the way I explained it, which is not the way Rashi explains it, I explained it going to other Rishonim. That is suffice to understand what this machlekes is between uh, Rav and Shmuel. Okay, let's see a little further. Amar Rava. Now Rava is um, four lines above the Mishnah. Amar Rava. Shama Kol Shaifer. The animal hears. A sound of a shofar. Now, now the sound of a shofar, as the Mars is going to explain later, could have just startled it. And the animal could, uh, you know, when a person startled, he, he could, you know, run to a wall or hit somebody. When a person startled, certainly an animal uh, startles and it starts to starts to gallop. You know, you have a you, you, you have a stampede of animals, right? So um, you startled it. Or not, or this animal is now beginning the process of um, of conditioning itself. It's conditioned to to um, respond to chauffeur by by uh, by um, by damaging. So shama kol chauffeur v'nagach a second time shama kol kol chauffeur v'nagach kol chauffeur v'nagach nasid It becomes a muad whenever it hears a chauffeur. It becomes a muad. That's what the halacha is. When it doesn't hear a shofar, it is not a muad. So, if it were to damage an animal not hearing a shofar, then he would pay chanti nezik. But if it were to damage an animal by hearing a shofar, then he would pay nezik shalim. This, by the way, would be an interesting question to ask. Um, you could use any one of these cases beforehand to ask the question how can an animal be a tom and a muad at the same time? And the answer in this case is a simple case. If it established itself as a muin, every time it hears a chauffeur, then it's a muin whenever it hears a chauffeur. However, if it damages when it doesn't hear a chauffeur, then it is a tom for those damages. So that's the way an animal can be a tom and a muin at the same time. It could be the same thing we said beforehand. If it, if it, if it damages uh, shivarim three times, it, it, it damages a, as a shar, so it's a, a muin for shivarim. And if a if a chamar passes by and it damages that, then it's it's only a tam for shavarim. So that is uh, what the Gemara said. But the Gemara asks a question: Pshita. Once we know that you establish muadas with three times, it's obvious that if you have the animal hears a kol shofar and does damage, it's a muad for shofros. Gemara says no. Mal the tema hach shofar kama siyut It was startled. So it, it pushed itself to the side, so to speak. So it, it, it did its damage by being startled. Kamash Malan, no. That it's the first time it heard the chauffeur is not considered to be unusual, strange, an anomaly. It's considered to be a damage. So it, uh, it considered to be a damage, a regular damage for chauffeur. So now this animal has developed, has conditioned itself to be a damage whenever it hears the sound of a chauffeur. Take a look at Rashi, Suyuta. Biusa, startled. She nivas mikola chauffeur. It got uh, startled from the 
it, it, it nervous means you know it 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 um, got scared from the, from the sound of the shofar. Okay, fine. So we learned a lot so far. Does anybody what have any questions or points that? Huh? So what does that mean, though? So so you get startled. So what? What has that affect the, the din of the? I would have thought that the first time it just got startled. If an animal, the first time you clap your hands, an animal jumps off a cliff, right? So why did it jump off the cliff for? Because you clapped your hands. Same thing. You clap your hands, and the animal moves forward and bangs into someone, into a shark. So it's not that that it's not the beginning of the process of being a muad for shofaros. It's just the first time a startle. So if it does it a second, third, and fourth time, we see that uh, this is beginning now. This is already has become a muad. The first time is always is always. Just startling, being startled. Now, Amara says that's not true. But, but, but he's still, I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still be considered a tom. He's not, you know, he still has to pay damages, though, right? Yeah, yeah it, it played damages, of course. What, so, so I'm not sure what, I'm so not sure so what, what they're trying to show us. Because is it a muid or is it a, or is it a non-muid? Is it a muid or a tom? So do it three times anyway. I got it. But now it damages a fourth time. Is it a muid or is it still a tam? Um, if we don't count the first one, so then the fourth time is really only the, th the third time as far as, as muadis is concerned. So the first three times this animal is based chansinazik, okay? The third time almost is like based Almost like if you're shmuel. Nothing to do with shmuel. If I take away the, four, the first time, because the first time is a... Is a um, doesn't count because the animal simply got startled. So I couldn't count that. All I could okay. do was count the, uh, all I could do was count the, uh, from the second time onwards. So it's a big nafkamina. If the third time, if the fourth time that it damaged, does it pay Nezik Shalom or is it still in the Chatsi Nezik mode? So you definitely, even according to Rob, you, even according to Rob, you say you have to have a fourth time before you consider the Muad. There's nothing to do with Rav and Shmuel. Yeah, Zero but, to do with Rav and Shmuel. No, but, the, but one, I mean, one, well, doesn't one say they have, they have to be put, they have to be you know, three times and the fourth time anyway, or just the third time? Everyone holds three times as a time, fourth time as a mood. Everyone okay. holds that. Yeah? Is that, uh, is that what we just said? That was the argument that we said before with the Vesa. No. Uh -huh. No. The argument between Rav and Shmuel is if I look at this as a Vesa for Dilug or a Vesa for a Flogger. That's what the argument is. Okay. That's nothing to do with this. Everyone holds that um, a muad is three times three times a muad is fourth time. The question here is independent of Rav and Shmuel, do I do I do I knock off the fourth time, the first time? Doesn't count. It's for a different reason altogether. If I were to say that the first time animal damages because it was startled, then it has nothing to do with uh, with muadis. Not conditioned to damage uh, with the sound of a chauffeur. First time didn't okay. count. Okay, so now I'm just that, that was what I thought the whole purpose of getting the whole bringing in the whole the whole argument about the Veset was that is it what what establishes the pattern? Is it the, is it the third time or is it the fourth time? Right? That was, and that's the argument of Robin Shmuel. And that's how and they're comparing that to 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 Tom and Muad. Why, no. why else are we bringing that whole that whole distinction? Because Tom and Muad have nothing to do with no. Now, the, over there with Rav and Shmuel, it's a discussion 
fascinating discussion is this is a vestis ladilug or a vestis laflaga. The same thing having to do with Shoshan Nagach. Is it Ladilag or is it Aflag? According to Rav, I look at this like a Vesas Achodesh, right? And I say, just like if she would see three times in a row on the fifth day of the month, she would be considered a Vesas Kavua. And the next month, she doesn't have to worry about anything except for um, the fifth day of the month. She doesn't have to publish from her husband for any other time except the fifth day of the month. And all tyrants that she touched up until the owner of the fifth day is Tahar. There's no 24-hour beforehand period, nothing. But Shmuel says, no, it's not a vessel for Chodesh, it's a vessel for Haflaga, separations. It's a vessel of 30, um, of 31, 32, and now you have to have another vessel of 33 in order for it to be considered a vessel Laflaga. It's nothing to do with the next discussion. Are you with me? Okay. No? Still not? That's the best I can explain it. I think it's pretty clear. What? Now it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to you? It doesn't, because... And how does that apply to to, to, to Shoshanagach? Vestas and Aflagach. Because Shoshanagach is the same thing. Does this animal... Uh, is it? Let's say the animal would be Nogayach, on the fifth day of each month, the fifth of Sivan, the fifth of uh, fifth of year, fifth of Sivan, fifth of Tammuz. Now I say this animal is a muid for the fifth day of the month. The moon causes it to go nuts, and it's a muid. So hey of, which happens to be my birthday, is uh, it's now a muid, right? That's it. It's a muid. So that's everybody agrees to that. But if it didn't do it on three consecutive days of the month, it did it with a with a delug, that's a question. Do we look at it as as a delug or do I look at it as like a flogga? Like every twenty-eight days this, this animal damages. Okay? On twenty-seventh day, you can trust it. Twenty-eighth day goes crazy. So it has a cycle. Every twenty-eighth day it damages. So here too, it has a cycle. Every 30th day of damages, or but no, every doesn't work like that. It's every on the 31st, 32nd, 33rd day, the damage. So now it's developed a characteristic that every every day, 30 days plus one, or now 30 days plus two, or 30 days plus three, it damages. So now it's developed that kind of a cycle. Any type of cycle is always going to be a, a, a mood. Okay, so then what's the oops? Okay. That's a machlokas. This is a new thing. This, this next machlokas. Is, is it just every 30 days, or could it be 30 plus 1, 30 plus 2, 30 plus 3? Is it just haflogas means every certain amount of intervals, or do I say it is like every day of the month plus 1? Right. Any pattern. Right. Well, how do, you, how, do I, how do I make the pattern? Do I make it based on the month, days of the month, or do I make it based on the interval? A short and can have any pattern you want. I could say three Sundays in a row. Okay? Let's let's say that. I could look at the Sunday, three Sundays in a row. Uh, I could have also every every, uh, every eighth day of damages. Uh, that's, that's what happened. 
know, it sees Shvarim between days two and, 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 and eight. Between one and eight, it sees plenty of Shvarim, doesn't do anything. It's there, it damages. As I'm a sugar, I'm a shvar, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, this is this Gemara is a different question altogether. This Gemara, the question is, do I say that the first time that the animal damaged, only because of a, of a chauffeur, only heard the sound of a trumpet or a chauffeur, do I say that the first time doesn't count because it merely was a reaction to being startled? Startling does not make it into anything. Right? One time it was startled. Not conditioned, it was startled. But he says, no, that this first time, even the first time was the beginning of a pattern of damaging by being startled. Okay? But damaged by hearing the show, I mean. Are we good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a look at the next Mishnah. Lots of ramifications in the next Mishnah. Shor shall Yisrael, a shor Yisrael. The Bach um, changes it to shor shall hediot. Hediot means it's the same thing. It means the shor of a plain person, as opposed to hektish. We're going to see in a second. Shenogel shor shall hektish. The damaged a shor of hektish. Hektish is the monetary arm of the base of hektish. Um, or Shall Hegdish, if a shar was owned by Hegdish, and Nagahu Shar shall Hegdish, the damage a shar of a plain person, a regular citizen, Potter. Hegdish is not responsible for his damages, and we are not responsible for damaging Hegdish. Why? Because it says by a short time, what? Diplomatic community. Um, Well, I would call it. Um, Torah-based immunity, okay. and that's it. Torah immunity would be, well, you know, you'd be responsible for damaging it. It won't be responsible for damaging you. But here, we're both talking ways. about yeah. talking about both ways. Why? Because the Torah added a word by short time. It says, um, it says Giga short is a short reehu. It says reehu, uh, it's friend, right? Uh, now Hagdish is not your friend; it's an entity. Corporation is not your friend. Corporation is an entity. Hegdish is a corporation. Uh, below, so the Mark says that the word Reheu excludes Sharshal Hegdish. Okay. Now, Sharshal Yisrael, the Shar of Yid, Shanagal Sharshal Kanani, and damages a Shar of a, a Kanani. Potter. He is absolved from payment. We'll see why soon. Mishal Kanani. But a Kanani, a Canaanite, that damages a Shah of Yisrael, has to pay full damages. So Yisrael, that damages a Shah of Kanani, pays, um, doesn't pay. But a Shah of Kanani, that damages a Shah of Yisrael, pays Nezik Shalom regardless. Okay? And the Gemara says, "Must a little unfair." Well, the Gemara will give all the reasons why. So I'll just wait for another, another blot, another, yeah. another more than a blot. 
another uh, yeah. Till Lama Chasim Beis, then Lama Chasim Beis. Then we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about it. You'll see. Now the Gemara says like this: Masnisan, this Mishnah, the low Rabbi Shimon ben Manasya does not reflect the opinion of Rabbi Shimon ben Manasya. The Tanya, Shorshal Hedjot, a shor of a plain citizen, Shenagach Shorshal Hegdish, that damaged a shor of Hegdish. Mishal Hegdish Shenagach Shorshal Hedjot, Potter, Shenemar, Shorayehu Velo Shorshal Hegdish. That's our Mishnah. Okay. Shoreyu velo shoreshel hegdish, both ways, the damage er or the damage e, your potter. Rav Shimon Menasi Omer, no, no, shoreshel hegdish shenogach shoreshel hedyot potter. If hegdish damages a private person potter, we shall hedyot shenogach shoreshel hegdish. If hedyot damages a shor of hegdish, bein tam, bein muin, mishalem nezik shalem. Needs to pay Nazik Shalem. That's what Rabshim Manasya holds. Now, Gemara doesn't understand Rabshim Manasya's position. Gemara says Amri, we said, Gemara tried to explore. My Kosav Rabshimin, what does Rabshim Manasya hold? It says in the Pasuk Re'ehu. Now, Ira'ehu Dafka, Ira'ehu means your friend. Compatriot, person similar to you, and Afilu shall hedge you, Shanoga shall hedge you, Hegdish, Li Potter, Mixeris, the cost of the Taurus said. The only time you incur damages is if your shar damages a private person's shar. The Ereu love Dafka. If Reu is not necessarily, can't be Medayak Reu, then Afilu Hegdish Nami, even Hegdish too. Kinogach, the hedge if it damages Hedjo, Lechayev should be Mechayev. Now, the Tanakama held where A was Dafka. So, therefore, both ways, Hegdish is a damage or a damage is Pater. But to split it up, to say that when Hegdish damages is Pater, but when we damage Hegdish, Lechayev, is Re'ehu serious or not serious? If we well, take Re'ehu seriously, then it should be Pater both ways. If we take Re'ehu is not serious, then Lechayev both ways. They had, there's, there's another Limud. It says... Let's wait with that, John. How, 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 could, how could that be? Let's how wait. Could that be, how could that be the uh, the hectic? Let's wait with that. Let's wait mm-hmm. until we finish the Gemara, and okay. we'll see what the Gemara tells us. Okay? And if you want to tell me. I don't mean serious, not serious. I mean, is Re'ehu something to be medayik or not? So, Re'ehu is dafka, so therefore, really, both ways it should be potter. But miyu the hedjik and ogach the hegdish. So why would a hedjik who damages shoshal hegdish mechayev? Oh, this is the reason. I know time of the mechayev. The meisli mikal v'chomer. We learn out of a kal v'chomer the hedjot, right? Ma hedjot shall nogach shall hedjot chayev. The hedjot damages a hedjot yechayev. Ki nogach the hedjot hegdish lekoshkein. Certainly. Shouldn't be chayev if you damage him. Hegdish. The Mara says, Lokoshkin the Machayev, I'm a story. Lokoshkin the Machayev, certainly is your Machayev. The Mara says, But if you want to say that, remember our old principle of Dayo. You can't learn out more from a Kalvachomer than the original Limon of the Kalvachomer. The thing you want to learn out from the Kalvachomer, you cannot learn out more than the Limon of the Kalvachomer. Dayo love him in the Dinlios Kanadin. Ma'ala halan, 
just like when I had your damages, I had your tam chatsi nezek. And over here, hachanami chatsi nezek. You should be paying only chatsi nezek. You're telling me that if a hedgeot damages a hegdish, you always pay nezek shalem. You want to tell me it's a kavachomer, hedgeot damaging a hedgeot. Well, if a hedgeot damages a hedgeot, you pay chatsi nezek. So if a hedgeot damages a hegdish, you want to tell me, oh, kavachomer, you should certainly pay chatsi nezek. Can't pay more than what the limit is, right? Right, Josh? Yeah. Not that? Where, where do we learn Shur Mu'ed from? Where do we Wait learn a minute, Mu'ed? John. Wait, we'll get to that. Okay. This is short time right now. Okay. No, but Wait. it seems to imply that we're learning Shur Mu'ed from Shur Tom. Wait a minute. Let's look. Wait for it. No, we can't learn more than that. Resh Lakish is clamoring for your attention. Ella Amoresh Lakish. Resh Lakish says this. All situations. Tom, everything was all Nezik Shalem. Now, normally, meaning, the Pasik by Muin does not distinguish. doesn't say the word Re'eyo. Pasik by Muin just says a person damages and doesn't mention anything. So everything is included in Nezik Shalem. Wait a minute. When the Torah tells us specifically by Tam that it's Re'eyu, Re'eyu, um, Re'eyu, Re'eyu, only for your friend do you pay Chatsi Nezek. Meaning my default is going to be that you pay Nezek Shalem. It's only with the Torah specifically uh, excludes you pay Chatsi Nezek. So over here, the Pazak tells you, Re'eyu, my Tom, Re'eyu, the Tom, Mishalim Chatsi Nezek. If it's your friend, you pay Chatsi Nezek. But if you if you damage somebody who's not your friend, meaning Agdish, no matter what, you're going to pay Nezek Shalim. So Re'eyu was a specific exclusion relating to one Yid damaging shard one year shard damaging another year shard but re'eyu cannot does not come to exclude hegdish from damaging when you damage hegdish it's nichlal not in the exclusion of tam it goes into the broad category of muin which we would have said is the category without the pasuk of tam not a pasuk yeah, of I tam didn't get, i didn't understand that good without a pasuk, one minute, without a pasuk of tam if I wouldn't have had said Tom, if I would have said to you, Tom pays Chatsi Nezik, you would have said, I don't get that. Tom damaged. Of course he paid Nezik Shalom. If you never would have heard of such a concept of Chatsi Nezik, your default would have been everything pays Nezik Shalom. True? Now, no, I don't know where we learn Nezik Shalom from. One minute, let me finish. When you, one minute, one minute, one minute. All are valid questions. I think if you hear this, you'll get the answer. When the Torah tells us, Re'ehu, that dafka by a short tam, you pay chatsi nezek. Where the Torah said it, it said it. Otherwise, you don't go further than what it said. So the Torah says where a shore of a hedjo damages a shore of a hedjo, you pay chatsi nezek. That's specifically a shore hedjo damaging a shore hedjo. Right? Pay chatsi nezek. Otherwise, the default is you pay nezek shalim. So over here, the default is going to be you pay nezek shalim by shore. By shore damage, a shore of hedger damaging the shore of hengdish. 
You look at Rashi, maybe he'll explain it a little bit better. But, so, so just to clarify, is it a whole separate reason that he's giving now, or is he yes. saying, or that that we can still use the Kava Homer, but it, but it's, but we don't have the no. Dario here? No, no, no. Giving a whole separate reason. Look at Rashi, and this will answer you, Judd. Hakol Ayu Bechalal Nezik Shalim Ha'Omer B'Muad. That's stated by Muad. The Chesed B'Muad. Shalem Yishalem Shor, right? Tachas Ashor. You pay full amount. Over Muad Lo Nemareyu. By Muad never says the word Reyu. Hilkach Kulam B'Mashma. You everything is included. Meaning, I never would have learned the concept of, of Shor. I would have learned that. I would have learned that. I would. I never learned of anything. I would have learned that. Hedjoid. Everything is a Muad. Hedjot, Hegdish, everything is a mort. Harelach Hedjot, Chayib, Behegdish. Hedjot damages Hegdish, he pays Nezik Shalom because he's included. Hilkach. But, Kishapir Lachan, Kasa Re'eyu, Batam, when the Torah says Batam, Re'eyu, Lo Niftar Hedjot, Benezik Hegdish. It doesn't come to exclude Hedjot, Benezik Hegdish. Ba, Elahachmir Allah Ba. Only to make things more stringent on it. L'shalim nezik shalim behegdish. L'madcha shalolahotzi tam miklal nezik shalim ella gabi re'eu. Meaning that since when it said the word muad, it included everything. Hegdish, everything. Pays nezik shalim. When it says now re'eu, the re'eu now comes to take an exclusion. Mm-hmm. Only yeah. by a friend do you pay Chatsi yeah. Nezik. By a yeah. non-friend, yeah. right? Um, you don't pay Chatsi Nezik, you pay Nezik Shalem. And if you look at the Gemara Naman Aleph, it says, Dimke Nechtav Kra, Lahai Re'eyu, Gabi Mu'ad. You should say Re'eyu as far as Mu'ad is concerned also. So, um, so that, let's see this mean, Rashi again. Does that mean if a person damages Hektish? Look at look at the next question. Okay, the lifter, but the purpose is to potter to make things easier. Nichtevei gabi muad, avol hegdish behedjot. Look at Rashi. What happens when a hegdish damages hegdish? Potter. The hegdish afilu bechlal muad lehoya. A hegdish is not even included in muad. The lekel meimar because it says upon something vehuad bevolav. It says vehuad bevolav loyish mareno bekolshkein. Meaning that the, the Pasik specifically comes to include Hegdish. It says, So, in order for, for something to be a Muad, you have to have Huad Bavalov. Hegdish is no Balov. So, therefore, Hegdish cannot be uh, a Muad and it can't even be a Tom Rashi, he says. It can't be anything. So, Hegdish damaging Hedjot is excluded from the Pasik of Huad Bavalov. There's no Muad by Hegdish and certainly there's no Tom by Hegdish. But right. as, as far as hedjo damaging hegdish, that's something else. that means hegdish. Hegdish is hegdish is not the muad. Hegdish is the victim. You're the muad. Yes. So now you want to tell me that okay, hegdish damaging hedjo, hedjo damaging hegdish should be putter completely. No, it's not putter. Pays nezik shalim because because. All animals who are victims are included in the concept of the muad. Until the Torah said, by Tom. Until the Torah said, there's a concept of Tom. But the Torah said, the concept of Tom is only by Re'eyu. Therefore, only when it damages Re'eyu, there you pay Chansi Nazik. Otherwise, the default is always Nazik Shalom. So we exclude Hegdish from damaging Hedjo 
payment altogether because it says behuod bevalav. We say that when hedjo damages hegdish, you pay nezik shalim because that's the default. Nezik shalim, everything pays nezik shalim, except in a situation where re'ehu, where where um, by re'ehu, when one re'ehu damages another re'ehu, there the Torah tells you a chiddush that you pay chantzi nezik. Is that clear? You got it, John. Yes. Josh, do you have it? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. You think so, or I'll just say uh, one more. I'm just debating whether it's. It sounds like there's like a double logic. There's a double, you know, this, standard. This, like the logic is like kind of circuitous kind of thing. Not in the slightest. But who would Bavolov tells me that? What is concept the concept of Bavolov? By muad. By muad. Okay. Bavolov means a private person. So the concept of muad is only by a private person. And certainly Tom. It means damages to create a muad is only going to be by a private person. And to build up to be a muad, you have to first be a Tom. So when it says muad bavolov, it means to tell you that hegdish comes to exclude hegdish. Hegdish that damages something else can't be, can't be chayv. Now you want to tell me that when you damage hegdish, you should pay Khansi Nezik. So I'll tell you that and that everything, if it would, you would not have had a Pasik of Khansi Nezik, you would have assumed that all damages in Nezik Shalim, right? That's what you would have thought, right? In the Gayush Accords, I'm sure, if one shard damages another shard, first time, you pay Nezik Shalim. I have no doubt about it, right? It's only because the Torah is Machadish that you pay Khansi Nezik. Where was the Torah Machadish that you pay Khansi Nezik? When the same pasuk that tells you pay chazinazik, the Torah said you also pay. Um, it's also only if a re'ehu does it to a re'ehu. If a shoreyehu damages a shoreyehu, you pay chazinazik. Not if a shoreyehu damages anything else. Therefore, it's out of the pasuk of chazinazik. What does it mean out of the pasuk of chazinazik? You don't pay anything at all. No, by default, it goes into the pasuk of nazik shalom. Goes into the concept of Nezik Shalom. I think it's not measuring about whether there's, a, whether there's Tom there or not, but whether whether this is whether you whether it's you pay anything at all or your putter, like like the, you right. know the, the rabbanon say that it, that, you're, that you're putter altogether. Uh, the rabbanon leaving the rabbanon aside, Shimon Manasi says if you don't pay Chatsi Nezik, you're not putter. You're Chayav Nezik Shalom. If you don't pay Chatsi Nezik, you're, you're not you're not putter. If I exclude Chatsi Nezik, I say you. If I say Josh Piro doesn't pay Chatsi Nezik. He, the Torah tells me, Josh Pure doesn't pay Tchatzi Nezik. That's, that's not good for you. That means you pay Nezik Shalem. Because the default is always Nezik Shalem. So, where the Torah says that only a Re'eyu pays Tchatzi Nezik. But again, Nezik Shalem versus, versus Chatzi Nezik. But how about, right. about, about Nezik at all versus not paying? Which is what the question that, is. Because that can't be. Because the because. Uh, all damages have to pay Nezik Shalim. That's Rabbi Shimonasi's far. Rabbanu learned differently. But let's do Rabbi Shimonasi. You start off by saying anyone who damages pays Nezik Shalim, period. Now, um, when the Torah says you pay Chansi Nezik, only when one Re'eyu damages another Re'eyu, that means if Re'eyu damages Hegdish, since I don't have a Pasuk to tell you, you pay Chansi Nezik, automatically you pay Nezik Shalim. Fine. That, I mean, that, I mean why they're not paying Tom versus Nezik Shalim. Oh, right. so, again, I still understand how that explains his reasoning that, that you know, different than the Rabbana. 
Rabbanon say Re'eyu. Why do we dismiss this, this concept of Re'eyu? We don't dismiss it. We, the Rabbanon say you start from zero. And Re'eyu tells you you pay Chansi Nezek. Um, and therefore, if there's no Re'eyu, you pay zero. Shemanashi says you start the other way. You start from Nezek Shalim. Your default is Nezek Shalim. Where you don't pay Chansi Nezek, automatically you revert to your default of Nezek Shalim. To the default of Nezek Shalim. The Bonin say your default is zero. Rabbi, how can he go against the mission of Reb Shema ben Menasha? He goes against Good the mission. Good question. Reb Shema is a Tana. And he argues yeah. on the Stam Mishnah. The Stam Mishnah is probably okay. Rabbi Meir. And Reb Shema Menasha disagrees. He, they okay. deny him. So, yeah. Yeah, he's not an Amir. He's a Tana. It seems like he's an Amir, but he's not. He's a Tana. You got that, Josh? So the Rabbanon say you go from zero upwards. The default is you don't pay at all. Torah says, wait a minute. Tom pays Chatsi Nezek. So then using that logic, then using that logic, why does he say that if, you, if, a, if a hektesh if a hektesh damages the head joke, then, then, then you, you, you don't have to pay. Your parts are there. Right, because Re'eyu tells you, according to the Rabbanon, only if it's Re'eyu do you pay at all. If it's not Re'eyu, there's no payment. So Hegdish is not Re'eyu. It doesn't get paid and it doesn't pay. But the but Shimonasi says you start the other way around. The default is that you pay Nezik Shalem, both Hegdish and Hedjot. Now you're going to give me a Chiddush that Hedjot pays Chatsi Nezik. Okay, it's only by Hedjot. But by when it damages Hegdish, the default is you pay Nezik Shalem. Now why is it that if Hegdish damages, Hegdish doesn't pay? Because it's Hurbevalov, different Pasuk. Okay, so it's a different pasuk he's using. Who the Vala? So Reyehu doesn't doesn't apply. Basically, he's not using this. He doesn't. He's not using this concept of Reyehu. He is telling you right. Telling the Reyehu, uh, Rav Shimon says Reyehu applies only to a hedgehog. If it, if it wouldn't be a chiddush of that, you would pay Nazik Shalem. Chum say no. If it wouldn't be a chiddush Reyehu, you would pay nothing. First time, what do you pay? Quantum Rabbanon zero. Oh, the Torah says you pay Chatsi Nazik. First time, what do you pay? Nazik Shalem. Oh, Torah says you pay Chatsi Nazik. But only Chatsi Nazik is only by a hedgehog damaging, uh, a hedgehog damaging another hedgehog. Hedgehog damaging hedgehog goes to, to, to the normal thing, which is Nazik Shalem. According to Rabbanon, hedgehog damaging hedgehog goes to the normal thing, which is zero. That's the Machlokas. Okay? All right. So we'll, we'll pause here. Lamin Chatsi Manalev. Mitchum will continue on this next week.